be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. This Chicago, is Chicago, <laughs> that wonderful town. <laughs> he does a good American, does. doesn't he? Listen to that. Is it just me who thinks that musicians are all assholes? Yeah. Is yeah. It, it, can you only do an American when you're singing? Is that like it? Hey, buddy, that's no <laughs> way to ask me a question. Who the fucking hell do you think you are? I don't know what that was. That's I don't know where that's from. That's a little. That one's a little. You're pushing it now. The Chicago one, that oh. Frank Sinatra impression. Oh. Spot, oh, spot, spot on. on. Yeah. If you if you want a different American accent, go to someone else. Go to an American. I have them all. <laughs> no, you don't. No. no, no, you really well, don't. You're just you're just basically burping at the <laughs> microphone. That's all that's happening right now. That's not an American accent. Uh, hey, buddy, that's no way to talk to me. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Where is that? Also Where? American. If They're you were anywhere and somebody spoke like that, you'd fucking immediately leave, except for you'd be manacled to someone's radiator. <laughs> The thing is, all of these, they're not different accents. They're not different yeah. accents. They're just slightly different pitches of exactly the same <laughs> accent. It doesn't count if you just make your voice higher, Andy. You've got to actually change some of the actual oh, diction. So good. I love people who think God. they can do accents that cannot do accents. And it's so fun doing accents. Because I'm one of those people, so I fucking love that. It's like, that's a fucking brotherhood of shittery. That's what that is. <laughs> Hey, guess what I'm good at? No, no, I'm not good at this yeah. at all. You got to finish, dude. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. <laughs> we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome. No welcome, this is episode 287. <laughs> <It's totally good>. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. Fucker. Oh, oh don't your punchline, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by uh, Marsh and Andy from fucking 212 different podcasts that they do collectively. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Does Andy still do a podcast? I'm not quite sure. Oh, piss off. Piss well, off. Well, Andy does Incredulous, and the audience is incredulous when one comes out. That's <sighs> Yeah, I'm sorry, I think a couple of months ago I promised never to make jokes like that again. Fuck yeah. Yeah, during hell. his last fucking recording of Incredulous <laughs> a couple of months ago. The thing is, they're just so fucking easy. You know what I mean? They write themselves. <laughs> you got plenty of time to write them I between know. episodes. Just, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a very okay. good show he does. It is a very, very good it show, Andy. I'm a big fan of the show, Andy. I mean, now, I look oh, forward to every you, single Marge. one of them. Every fuck single you. one I look forward If they were more frequent, I think uh, it, you'd be spoiling us. I think that's the thing. Is that yeah, the quarterly program is a good that's a good production schedule you know put one out every quarter you don't want people to get spoiled it's nice <laughs> i even had a guy tweet the other day the name of another show that was quote like incredulous <laughs> everybody that's sick of a <laughs> incredulous not coming out listen to this <laughs> comes out every week <laughs> so when are you going to get on the weekly schedule <laughs> never <laughs> yes excellent choice and marsh you're you're from 
T- tell tell our audience all of the various products that you that you've got going on right now because I can't possibly remember them. All. Uh, let me see. I'm one of the regulars on Skeptic with a K, which is a bit like this, except we talk about stuff that we actually know about. So that's uh, that's pretty good. We offer some valuable insights into stuff rather than uh, uh, sounds it's, fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do uh, be reasonably skeptical. Um, <laughs> I mean, by this point, I've just got to go with it. You know, I'm, I'm oh, thinking of actually so. changing the branding so. just because I think you guys get more listeners to this show by a long way than that show gets so at this point it's just that it's going to be assumed <laughs> by the, uh, the bigger the name beast. of his show good idea <laughs> i love good it idea. well this is the problem i have with be reasonable because uh i, I if, if your listeners haven't uh, come across it or haven't remembered it from the one in the past i interview people who are wrong about things or i disagree with completely about things and we have a nice uh polite f- fairly intellectually rigorous good-natured chat armchair Pipes. But the thing is, what what I get all the time from listeners of Be Reasonable is, oh, I love Be Reasonable, I can't listen to it. <laughs> and every single one is, I can't listen to a full episode. So I've got this genius marketing strategy of making a show so unlistenable that even if <laughs> its biggest advocates can't get all the way through. And then is I it wonder because why they're yeah. uncomfortable. They're just uncomfortable. They want. Yeah, why can't they listen? They want to scream at the yeah. At they, the they want to smash stuff. They want to smash I stuff. See. They want to shout. They want to to say no. But you're wrong about this. What are you doing? And and they kind of uh, they think that I'm uh, they, they get annoyed that i'm not doing that to a degree or they're not annoyed but uh, yeah i don't do that and they have to stop and kind of calm down and then re-listen to uh, to where they were before it's so, yeah. frustrating it is frustrating for the listener and i've seen loads of comments like the ones you mentioned um i even put tom and cecil through a breakdown of one of your interviews during the incredulous ones oh you did i remember yes, that that was three or four yeah. years ago when we were last on your on your most recent <laughs> it was, yeah it was like his second <laughs> last episode yeah, yeah, that was when i last wanted you on there yeah <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so I do those. I'm also, uh, I think, one of the UK's only full-time sceptical investigators or sceptical uh, activists because I work Ooh, for. Does charity. that come with a badge? It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Come, I mean, we are so tin pot. It, uh, it doesn't come with an office. It doesn't. It doesn't even come with like a business card. We are it very. It doesn't come with a 401k. I'll tell you. <laughs> God, that's the truth. No, but uh, it's fun. So I think I'm the only uh, sort of full time uh, skeptic uh, knocking about the UK, which is which is fun. So, so what does get... that entail? You you drive around, you know, not believing in stuff, and then with a raised eyebrow, like who writes a check for that? <laughs> well, yeah. essentially, yeah. I mean, I go from uh, from town to town, convincing strangers to doubt stuff, and whenever I tell people. <laughs> that my job is convincing strangers to doubt stuff they often look like at me a, he's got a skeptical ice cream truck instead of playing the calliope music it's just like that's probably not true that's probably not true no it's true I, I do always say it when I, when I give talks I say that my job is you know, convincing strangers to doubt stuff and whenever I say that there's someone in the room looks at me as if to say that's not really a job and to those people I would say that's how good I am at my job that I can make you doubt even that you don't even believe it well guys thanks so much for uh for being on our, our show today. We really appreciate having you. We've got a couple of stories we want to go over. Um, with the, the first one is from The Guardian, um, so you guys will feel right at home. Mm. Uh, this <laughs> is about Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, so Gwyneth Paltrow... Oh, we've... not fucking Gwyneth Paltrow again. You love Gwyneth Paltrow. Always <laughs> Gwyneth fucking Paltrow. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> a, a quick Google of Gwyneth Paltrow and cognitive dissonance reveals 15,800 results. <laughs> 
I'm fucking sick of you guys talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. No, you're not. Nobody's sick of us talking. It's, like, it's like, if no, somebody No, I think were... this is fair. No, right. I think so this is fair criticism. Just go ahead and skip <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Well, why don't you just leave this as an iTunes review? <laughs> we're used to that sort of thing. This show covers the same topics again and again. Oh, it's almost like there's a fucking theme. Huh? But do you get a lot of iTunes just... reviews like that? Could it be ironic if you get the same iTunes review over and over again, calling your show repetitive? We actually do get really derivative iTunes and, and they're, and they're pretty much the same. They're pretty right. much all the bad ones are all the same. They're all they're all these guys think they're shock jocks. They're not as funny as they think they are. That's yeah, well, pretty much the, it encapsulates all our bad reviews. Well, of course, all the bad reviews are the same. I, I start to run dry on creativity, to be honest, yeah. after the first sort of 20 or 30 of them. So, so this story is, and I'm going to fucking talk about it whether Andy oh, wants still us there to or not. Right, okay, I don't give a fuck. Enough. It's just fucking Andy. Just fucking wasting his time from overseas. Uh, this is from the, the Guardian. Gwyneth Paltrow's bee sting beauty treatment just won't fly. So we've covered a number of Gwyneth's... Uh, well, from her magazine Goop. It's which, like a yeah, it's like a Who the catalog. fuck calls a magazine Goop? Goop sounds like <laughs> one of her beauty treatments. It sounds yeah, like something right? you like right? slop <laughs> over your face. Just smear some of this goop on there. Like if you're fucking smearing some goop on your face, it's a different fucking magazine that I remember as a kid. I what? I'd smear some goop on one of the My goodness. I read this article and the first thing I thought was it's about time Gwyneth Paltrow had a good beasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, I've got about the same size as the Stinger, so she would be she would be right at home for <laughs> me. So, um, but she is advocating a new uh, beauty treatment, um, which is getting stung by bees to reduce yeah. inflammation. <laughs> yeah, because that's a big problem for her. Which is delightful. It's it's like it's like tearing your fucking ACL and recommending getting hit by a car. It's yeah. like, that's deeply <laughs> unlikely to work. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to he- even sort of figure out what the logic of it is. Uh, that's, that's the thing. I mean, uh, if they're saying it's kind of like, uh, I think I've seen, is it called apiotherapy, something like that? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it kind of like recommended as kind of wrinkle reduction. And I guess you can't really have a wrinkle if your face has got it like swollen up in a big sort of red uh, blob. But I, I don't know. You see the things that it's been touted for. There's someone even touting it for cervical cancer. Now, what the fucking what? Well, it, 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 that Where asks you two questions. Exactly. It's, Where it's like, do you how have does to it help? The bees? How, how do you, I mean, do you have to take, is that the, there's only one way you could get a bee sting <laughs> to treat cervical cancer. And it just seems like that's not going to be worthwhile. And, yeah, and that's a fucking commitment, well, though. Well, you, you, have, you have to lure them into the honeypot with honey. I think there's an obvious... Uh... tube of bees up there? <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Like, somebody comes up to you with a fucking tube of bees, and it's like, all right, <laughs> spread them. You'd be like, what the fuck? I'll take the cervical cancer. Well, and <laughs> most women trying to, like, reduce the wrinkles and shit around their eyes, like, where I want a fucking bee sting is right around my eyes, please. <laughs> is there any way you can fucking throw some bees? in my eyes. Well, it's true that um, she's also a fan of vaginal steaming, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She had and said as much. Extensive research reveals that the active ingredient in bee stings is called melatonin, and this has been shown to have antimicrobial properties. In particular, it can kill the Candida albicans yeast, also known as thrush. So, first vaginal steaming, next vaginal stinging. No, oh. <laughs> I love that it has it has antimicrobial properties. It also yeah. has fucking venom in it. Like it has, yeah. it's also been known to kill people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like you don't know. Like with bee stings, for example, 
You don't know if you're allergic to bees until you're stung by a bee. I wasn't mm. stung by a bee for the first time until I was in my mid-30s. Thankfully, I wasn't terribly allergic to bees. I was annoyed that I got stung by a bee, Where did, right? you, get sti- where did you get stung? Because I, I had my first bee sting. In my vagina? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tightens it right up, it turns oh, out. Oh, man, yeah. like a fucking drum <laughs> thing. <laughs> the best 48 hours of my life. But you don't have cervical cancer now. I mean, we can say with 100% certainty you have zero amount of cervical cancer. I I got stung by a bee for the first time last summer and it was, um, I was at a music festival and uh, my wife uh, was, uh, there was a bee knocking around. I think it was either a bee or wasp, I forget which of the two. And she was kind of like doing the sort of... Knocking around the bee. Hey buddy, what's going on? (laughs) Knocking around, bee to bee. She she was doing the kind of the swooshy away hand thing and I was saying, look, just relax because the more you sort of like agitated the more likely it is to sting you so I, I tried to play this kind of zen kind of thing and then the bee fucked off and I felt very good about myself very smug and I took a swig of the can of lager that I had and that's where the bee had fucked off to oh, into the can of lager so my only ever bee sting was on the inside of my lip and I had to be like fuck. pulling parts of the bee out of my lip and I was like oh, oh I mean no. this is gonna that's swell wrong. and then like the entire side of my face just swelled up because it's quite a sensitive oh. part to be stung and I had to actually miss one of the bands who went there to see to go and well, sit like- in the fucking A&E tent while my face like stopped uh, like swelling. Well, like Gwyneth Paltrow, you're getting stung in the lips. So, <laughs> I, uh, I was done. in the park with a friend of mine, Martin and his family. So there's Martin, Kath, two kids, and we were sat down listening to the band. And it was a beautiful sunny day, and a bee started hovering around Kath's ear. Um, and it was there for ages, and she didn't seem to notice, but it was really pissing me off, so I took a swipe at it, <laughs> and I actually connected with Kath full, <laughs> with my full hand and gave her a backhanded slap right across the face, but, and nobody else had seen the bee apart from me. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm sure the police lo- believe that story too, man. Sure. No, swatting at a bee. Yeah, no. I swatted at that bee like 12 times. <laughs> what bee? She Wouldn't must have. If away. there was a bee there, she would have heard it, Andy. Are you, are you not hallucinating bee? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Was... So I wanted to talk a little bit. So I had never visited this woman's website before, right? So Gwyneth Paltrow oh, has a website, right. this Goop website, and I had never gone there before. I was just, you know, it just never occurred to me. Well, this this website start or this uh, this Guardian article starts listing all this shit on there, and I'm thinking this can't be a real thing, right? Mm. No one is actually paying for this stuff. So the first thing I see when I log into Gwyneth Paltrow's site is a $1,000 coat, a $1,000 coat and like a $200 shirt. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's going to be one of those kind of sites. Mm-hmm. right? And I looked up this stuff. It's called Spirit Dust. So I want to read yeah. the description of Spirit Dust. This divine energy formula feeds, on the th- on, feeds the thriving physical body and unites the heart and spirit with sacred herbs alchemized with adaptogens known to promote awareness, creativity, and joy for a peaceful mind and expanded existence. Did you say adaptogens? Yeah, I, I thought adaptogens. adaptogens was one of the Decepticons, actually. <laughs> what the fuck is an adaptogen? <laughs> Bumblebee's an adaptogen. Fucking seriously. <laughs> and the spirit dust ingredients now, guys. Oh, go on. Made with Lonigan, Astrogallus, <laughs> Saliva, Organic stevia, 
Goji and Rishi, and I think that's six of the seven samurai. Right? Did you say? Did you did you say saliva? Uh, you said saliva. Salvia, there, I think it is. It's uh, it's, it's salvia. It's it's it's. I think you you first spit it out, then you drink it, then you spit it back out again. Again, I've, I've seen, seen that, that video. Movie. I've seen that video. <laughs> I have it bookmarked, Marsh. I have it bookmarked. Well, one of the other things that she recommends on this on this uh, website is the snail slime. Did you guys look up any images of the snail slime beauty no. treatment? God, no, no, I've seen it so, before. It's incredible, isn't it? It oh. is the best thing ever. It like you, they are they are convincing <laughs> people, and you know the fucking practitioners of this have a fucking tank of snails. They have a tank of snails sitting in some fucking salon that smells like fucking herbal teas and has fucking background music of like whales singing somewhere, right? <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, someone is going to pay me $120 an hour to put fucking mollusks on your face. I am putting fucking snails on you. And that's what they do. Like, they close your eyes and they take a fucking nasty fucking snail and they drop it on your fucking head. Two or three of them at a time. And the snails just walk around like, well, I don't know what we're doing here. This isn't isn't my natural habitat at all. And then you're just fucking covered in fucking goop. I could, like, leave a snail trail on Feltro's face. (laughs) I'll set it all up for you. But what is it meant to do? This is the thing. Because is it meant to like tighten your skin? Because surely it's only going to do it in the bits where the snails walked. So if you have quite a wrinkled face, you might just have lines across your face where it's suddenly where the snails. And then it becomes because it's already straight like flat by that point. It becomes like a, a, a snail superhighway. They they're not going to go through like, the wrinkled bits. They're going to and it's just going to get yeah. flatter and flatter. They'll never leave. They'll never well, leave. Maybe the these track. are specially trained snails that yeah. they like. They know they like mow the lawn. Right? They basically yeah. go in a position. Yeah. And they got to do it like at the right angles. Exactly. So that you get that nice, yeah. like, you know, crossways. It's cut like look. a clean and pressed look. Right. Of your yeah. face. So you got to yeah. ask, like, how much starch when you drop off your shit. So I want to talk, too, about this this uh, this smoothie she has mentioned. She she makes a smoothie recipe and they talk about it in the article. And then I went to the website to see sort of what she had to say about it. One of the ingredients is a teaspoon of your moon dust of choice. And I want to read that. Some of the. Some I don't of the know which one to settle on. Moon dust of choice here, gentlemen. Uh, action dust to, <laughs> to soothe overcooked muscles, overworked muscles, pardon me. Uh, beauty dust for that glowy complexion and healthy hair. Brain dust <laughs> to combat mental fogginess. Good night dust when sleep has been evasive. Sex dust for, you know, and and spirit dust to get the extra sensory perception going. And this stuff is $65 a jar. It's 15 and a half ounce servings. And I did the math on this. That's $4.20 a serving. $4.20 a serving because you have to be fucking high to think this shit worked. (laughs) (laughs) If if those dusts worked, I would spend all of my money on those dusts all of the time. Because I want all of those things. Like If I could just have all of those things, I would just be like, fucking. there's nothing else worth spending my money on. Well, this thing can you thing only use one of those dusts, or because otherwise, you know, you, you can only choose one of those attributes to have. So it's like, well, you can either have yeah. mental acuity <laughs> or sex, and we all, we all know which direction that's going to be. The sex. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would ever pick anything else ever. No, if it fucking works, you'd be like, wait a minute, one of them is just the sex dust. I want fucking. There's never a time I'm just like. 
well, I guess I'd rather have the sleepy time dust. No, no. I could be fucking right now. I would go with the beauty dust until I need the sex <laughs> dust. You need a lot of beauty I need, dust, I bro. Do. I do, bro. That's 420 and a multiplier, right? <laughs> I think the sex dust comes after you've had so much sex. That's all that comes out at the very end is sex dust. <laughs> That's all you've got left. It's like a party popper down there. Jesus. I want to read one more of these things now. Oh. This is Monk Oil City Skin Potion Number 2. Oh, number two. That's and mm. uh, Monk Oil City Skin Potion number two is conjured, gentlemen, conjured, conjured. at dawn on new moons and full moons and other auspicious no days. No fucking way. I'm going to have to go to Goop. Whereabouts is that? <laughs> What's it what called? What the fuck? And other auspicious days. I love such that as you're like the fucking garbage to sell the to fucking idiots. new moon. Like, it's supposed to matter to me when you fucking made this garbage. But what is the garbage? It's, it's, some, it's, it's fucking, fucking Monk Oil City Skin Potion number two, I, Tom. You weren't said you it, listening? But I don't know what that means. <laughs> Neither do they. Yeah, I, I like I like too in their in their site. They do say something along the lines of, "Look, we've tested this, so you don't have to." Right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's how it works. That is how it works. We, you, we say it works, so don't bother thinking about it. Just put this, just right. smear <laughs> smear this goop all over your face. Use this sex dust. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about. It. Don't ask us any questions. I've tried those pickup lines for years. And they don't work. Can you smear this goop all over your face? No, that's no, my here. opener. Actually, How about I just walk up with a handful of dust and blow it in people's faces. Like, it's sex dust. Here, let me smear some goop on your face. Monk oil. Monk oil sounds like forbidden semen. <laughs> it's you have to, you have to squeeze it out of the robe. It's freshly squeezed. <laughs> to shake it out of the boy yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't get it in bottles it's only available warm and on draft <laughs> while I was reading this uh, this bee story I did find a great joke that I'd forgotten about man walks into a pet shop and says I'd like to buy a wasp please pet shop owner says we don't sell wasps man says but why have you got one in the window then oh god that's wow, Andy. wow. Um, look think of it more as a revisit than an actual attempt at humour <laughs> Well, I will think of it as anything other than an attempt. She's been talking about this topic for years anyway. She was doing it on the uh, set of Shakespeare in Love. Something like to be or not to be. Oh, for fuck's sake, Andy. For fuck's sake. See, that's fucking beyond the pale, What's the problem? See, this this is why listeners don't miss incredulous between the gaps between episodes. (laughs) I found some uh, instructions on how to do the... uh, how to do the apitherapy or apipuncture it's sometimes called fuck you is it really <laughs> yeah wow. so we always start at one inch to the left and right of the center of the spine as this is where all the nerve stems what? start whoa, whoa 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 they do it on the spine oh yeah the so bee- it hurts the mostest no here's the most no, important uh, bit Tom, if you really think your spine is where being stung by a bee is going to hurt the most <laughs> you have a really poor imagination <laughs> The bee venom travels down the nerve stem, so it will reach your extremities from this area. How how deep do they think the bees can sting? I don't know. I don't know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just such a crock of bullshit. <laughs> Things to be aware of while stinging regularly. They're warning you that you might get some uh, some reactions. Uh, your body is dumping all of the negative emotions you have held onto for possibly years. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Because a bee stung me? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold back the fucking train up. Could you explain the biology to me, please, Tom? Like, what am I, a balloon? Like, the fucking (laughs) bad feelings have to be like... (laughs) Like, punctured out of me? You do make that sound a lot. (laughs) And I have seen some of your photographs. You do resemble a balloon. Oh! Oh. 
Ouch. Damn. Ouch. I can't wait to get over to England and see how many stone I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> super excited. Don't run out of stone. The fucking start taking down those old he only like, fences. We need to go to the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they, they measure you in Stonehenges. <laughs> I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. All right, so this next story comes from the Raw story. Um, Grandpa dies of cancer after seeking treatment from quack chiropractor. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about real quick just from the headline. First of all, it's not my grandpa. Like, the fact that, like, not a grandpa, but, like, you read this and it's like, fuck grandpa's death. Grandpa died? What the fuck? fuck. That's, like, I, this is how I find out from the fucking Raw story? What, did they resurrect him and then kill him again? <laughs> I love that. It's a, like, first of all, they're going to elicit sympathy by by boistering the fact or, or making use of the fact that he happens to be a grandfather, which is probably just a function of his fucking age and reproductive system <laughs> more than anything else. But they don't even say a grandpa. Just, hey, man, your grandpa's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That sucks. And then this part, after treating, seeking treatment from quack chiropractor, it's like, well... That's redundant as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> Is there another kind of chiropractor? Right? <laughs> so this guy, had a, he had a fucking eye tumor, and he went to a uh, chiropractor who told him, totes, don't worry about it. It'll just grow until it falls off? Because <laughs> that's uh, how tumors yeah, work? Tumor, tumors are like apples. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's ripe, boop. Yeah. They're actually, the problem is they're more like an avocado. Like, yeah. they don't ripen until they fall off the tree. Well, they're so, a pain yeah. in the ass to get the pit out, too. Right. You have to, like, you have to <laughs> really? score it first and right. then use the end of the knife. Oh. Fucking grossest guacamole ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. There's Jeez. no amount of cilantro that's going to help that. <laughs> What's in this? It's mostly eye tumors. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's fucking expensive. It's, it's oh, as expensive point. as that yeah. fucking ocelot shit coffee. Like, just yeah. trying to get enough of it. Also, I think eye tumor is what killed Steve Jobs. Oh, oh, wow. on, Andy. oh the only one who can break our terrible jokes like that, Andy. I, you know, no. I fuck. I I think that was that was pretty funny. That's, that was I mean, funny. none of those, none of your reactions bore out any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I wanted to ask because chiropractors over here in the states, yes. Um, they are sometimes, depending on your insurance, covered by your insurance. Now, we have a different healthcare system than you. Um, we have to pay lots of money for our stuff. Mm. But sometimes they're covered on, like, company policies, and they're covered for all types of things. Mm. Uh, my particular company will cover uh, anything related to physical therapy uh, if a chiropractor is involved. So I could get physical therapy from a chiropractor, uh, be that whatever, muscle strains, et cetera, that sort of thing. Um, I, I, how prevalent are chiropractors in the UK? I mean, they're hugely prevalent. They're absolutely hugely yeah. prevalent in the UK. They're not on the uh, National Health Service, which is a bit like your healthcare, but it works and it's cheaper and it doesn't like kill poor people. Yeah, no. So it's, it's kind yeah, of fucking rub it in, dude. Three no, that's wins. great. That's yeah, that's we good. love that. Yeah, uh, awesome. but not we have a- better food, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I would trade food for medicine, <laughs> and I have. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, but you don't you don't get chiropractors in the NHS. But what you do get sometimes is uh, the, the, there's backdoors ways of getting a chiropractic on the NHS in some you got places. Got my attention. 
<laughs> so what, what it is is uh, if you have like a back problem, um, you'll be you can be referred to someone for a back specialist or, a, or or physiotherapy from your GP, and sometimes that person who's given you physiotherapy can be a, a chiropractor in some places, and that's kind of this weird way to circumvent things. But other than that, you don't get a lot of uh, of chiropractic on the NHS, but it is absolutely everywhere. And this now, is, do yeah. they do they do the same things they do now over here? Yes, they they handle the spine, and that's that's the main part. But you like people go in there for like diabetes and shit, like allergies. Oh yeah, you you you're more familiar with this. So, what kind of stuff would they go into a chiropractor for? Can you name a few things? So, I've 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 seen chiropractors actively advertised to treat asthma, allergies, uh, croup. Do they do weight loss? Yeah, they do weight loss and weight gain for athletes. I've seen that. <laughs> well, you know, croup, like, I think we call it. I think we call croup colic, don't we, Andy? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, uh, so loads of chiropractors are, uh, are claiming to treat colic, and so what we did with Good Thinking uh, a couple of months ago now is phone up ten chiropractors and say we've got a baby who's you know six weeks old, um, we've got colic. Can you help at all? And we just found that almost every single one we spoke to said, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we can help. Six weeks isn't too young. If anything, it's too old. We have people Jesus, coming in we, too old yeah they want it they want to get their hands in there in the fetus first they right. want to actually well, rub around in there weeks. they say we'll treat the mother and then we'll treat the baby the day after the, the baby's born so we'll treat Shut the mother the during pregnancy up. no honestly honestly we've we've had the same characters on the phone to us saying oh you know and, and it, it also means you don't necessarily have to have vaccinations which can be dangerous and if you've got or we have autistic children coming in and we we treat them too um i've heard that I've so heard the autism. one of the things we did with uh, with good thinking was uh, we started writing off some complaints to some of these chiropractic uh, complaints to the chiropractic regulation body uh, about these chiropractors, and then the chiropractic regulators weren't really doing very much, even though they are legally mandated to. So we said to them that we'll send you twenty five complaints a month until you get your finger out, and that was about eight or nine months ago. Uh, ago. So they had hundreds of complaints, very valid complaints about the, about chiropractors. Wow. We've just been going wow. through the entire industry and saying, here's a claim they can't substantiate. You need to look into this. Um, now I don't yeah. know if they would do this, but this this uh, this may be something else to try too in the future. Is see if they could tell you about the treatment ahead of time and see if it all matches up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like see if each one of these chiropractors is telling you, yeah, in order to treat colic, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Or if it's like that feng shui bullshit where they're like, there's no real way to do it. It's just they're making it up as they go along. Well, there's a pretty cl- there's a pretty clear understanding within chiropractic about why it should work for non-skeletal or mes- muscular disorders, isn't there, Mark? Yeah, well, it comes down to um, straights and mixers, which isn't what you think. Um, but the, the straights chiropractors <laughs> are the ones who, who say that we could just deal with like back problems and you know, muscular skeleton stuff. And then you get the mixers who say uh, that the spine contains a flaw of yeah. innate intelligence. And when that innate intelligence is disrupted, it's a subluxation. That's what causes all disease. So chiropractic, when it was invented by a guy called Daniel David Palmer, he believed he cured deafness of his janitor um, by adjusting his spine and the guy could suddenly hear. Uh, and then his son killed him and uh, took over, <laughs> took over chiropractic business, I think. I mean, I, I, I would say that I, I might be libeling them, but I think they're both dead now. Certainly one of them's dead, uh, 100%. <laughs> Um, but yeah do you think the janitor maybe was pretending to be deaf because he couldn't fucking stand him and then he started torturing him by bending his back <laughs> yeah, and he went oh just stop it get and off oh, I can oh it's a rooms. miracle now get the fuck away from me yeah I think Bang. so but no, uh, the first chiropractors were the guys with the medieval rack just like it's like they just put it it looks yeah. bad in fucking like wood cuts but it was really just treating deafness that's all it was 
Well, I mean, if you want to see just the craziest thing you'll ever see, Google, uh, you know, look on YouTube for chiropractors treating babies. And it is really fucking crazy to see them sort of twisting the spine of that a very small baby and making little cracking really pop disturbing. noises. That's fucking hideous, man. And That's really hideous shit. And that yeah. chiropractic, yeah. even just the popping bullshit isn't fucking danger free. No, you know problem. what I mean? Like that shit, people have no, gotten strokes from, from that. It. People have lost, you know, feeling yeah. and, you know, they've, they've become paralyzed. Like it's, it's not a thing sure. that's fucking like, like totally 100%, no problem. I mean, it's just like cracking your knuckles or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, not quite, quite like cracking knuckles. I think that's quite actually, reverse. I think it's an urban myth that that leads to anything bad. It's just um, air bubbles in the synovial fluid in the joints. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, but the idea is the same thing, right? They're popping something, right? Something is popping. Yeah, And yeah. the idea is that, that, that that's fixing something. That's like popping your knuckles and fixing your migraine. It doesn't fucking work. You yeah, know? exactly. Well, the thing is, yeah. the, uh, the higher up the neck you go, uh, higher up the spine you go to the first couple of vertebrae the, the increased risk of stroke kind of goes up exponentially but you don't get a stroke immediately usually you stroke out like half an hour 45 minutes after you leave the office which I think is Tom's usual regime anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> you think I wait 30 minutes I can, I can barely keep him to stop doing it from here while I'm right here they're slapping my hand when I'm on the table cut it out cut it out cut it out I gotta wear those fucking oven mitts everywhere I go. Well, you might as well, because monk oil itself is expensive. So. <laughs> I ain't no monk, Andy. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is why it was really hard to link uh, chiropractic to strokes for a long time, because you weren't having strokes right there in the in the treatment table. But even um, Kevin Sorbo, you know, Hercules, he had a stroke due to chiropractic, I believe, and he was like paralyzed for a bit. Uh, is that why he started then in the God's Not Dead movies? Well, like, this is it. Because just... I was like, oh my God, Hercules is t- speaking out about chiropractors. Do we have Hercules on side as a skeptic? This would be brilliant. And then you say, oh no, he's a crazy fundamentalist Christian who's doing oh, yeah. something really, really, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. who's keeping <laughs> Eli and uh, Heath and uh, Noah in business, basically. <laughs> yeah. over, 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 over <laughs> Absolutely. Movies. But yeah, I mean, we, we hate here, uh, working as a, uh, at a charity like I do, we hear from people who've had chiropractic. We hear some just really nuts stories. One guy came to us and said, um, he said he had a shoulder pin and he sat down in the uh, original kind of uh, session with a chiropractor and the, session, the chiropractor walked around to examine him and then just hands on his head <coughs> clicked his neck like that not a word what, of no warning. warning and he goes fuck, fuck yeah and he said what the hell was that he said oh well if I normally if I warn people then they're sort of like over prepared for it they're, they're kind of the tense and it hurts fucking a lot more so no I do it without shit. telling them You're like yeah we'll have to fucking inform consent you don't do anything to somebody's body that's like going to get without a, telling it's like going to get a pap smear and getting fisted you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Normally, before I'm stick it in your ass, people tense up a little bit. So this is why I give you the. It's a little surprise. <laughs> well, this is it. And he was told that when he said, "What the, what the hell?" You know, you should have given me some warning. He said, "Well, you should have known what it was about after because of your introductory session, which shows you, which kind of explains what all of chiropractic is." And the guy was like, "Yeah, but you scheduled my introductory section session for yeah. next week. You, you've done this first." <laughs> you know, it's interesting about the innate intelligence thing because I've sat through a number of chiropractic like spiel in my life mm. um, from from a number of mixers yeah. um, I don't I don't think I've ever actually been to a chiropractor that was a straight chiropractor they tend to they they have all tended to to be mixers that that I've encountered um, and they don't ever talk about the innate intelligence no. they they say the same things though but they now couch it in these sort of quasi biological terms they talk about how you know the spine feeds you know, nerve impulses to the rest of your body and if any of those nerve impulses are blocked then the parts of your body can't operate you know completely so they've gotten away i think i think very intentionally right at least here in the midwest uh they've gotten away from the innate intelligence life force sort of shenanigans that all that garbage was built on before and now they've gone to this sort of like quasi-biological approach that sounds like something when you hear it 
You know, it sounds like it roughly matches things you learned in biology back in your freshman year of high school, but it, it doesn't have that same, uh, you know, magical chi energy bullshit anymore. Now it's about like, oh, well, your fucking stomach hurts because your fucking nerves are impinged and the nerves feed your stomach. And you're just like, if it never occurs to you that, no, that's not actually true, then all of that kind of, you know, makes sense. They've gotten away. They've, they've, they're still using the same model, mm -hmm. right? But they're repackaging yeah. it. Yeah, it's got it, the, the, what they say now has a, a feel of kind of truthiness to it without any actual right. validity. And, and I don't know whether I, I don't actually. I, I think I'm quite uh, optimistic about the human condition in the thing in the sense that I don't think they're cynically doing it. They're not saying, "Well, we we need to." Hide. It's, they're not Scientologists, you know. They're not like we've got to hide what we really believe, otherwise people might not uh, follow us. I wonder whether just the current generation of chiropractors or however long people have been uh, practicing for have just this is the the training they've had. This is the information they've been given because you hear them saying things like well we don't actually treat you treat anything we don't heal anything we don't cure anything we just uh unblock uh pathways in the body and that allows the yeah. body to heal itself and it's like, yeah you're skirting enough of the the you know advertising legislations that you're not saying you're doing anything but the spirit of what you're saying is hey come and see us and we'll sort you right out with any kind of problem that you have and you know you see in this one in australia the guy has uh, cancer on the eye and his chiropractor says yeah we'll, we'll follow our treatment the tumor will just grow out fall off and it turns out uh, yeah fella dies funnily enough but this uh, this particular chiropractor george zaffer um he's a really unpleasant character um he's uh, got a, a chain of um criminal offenses behind him for posing as a doctor um and using the term doctor even though his doctorate was in chiropractic and uh, apparently there you're supposed to put initials after the doctorate to to make it clear what you were a doctor of yeah that's true um, here as well you get uh, chiropractors who'll yeah. say I'm, I'm doctor so-and-so and it's like you've got to say doctor brackets chiropractic yeah yeah but he's also uh, been writing uh, prescriptions unbelievably what? And, yeah, uh, the, the, there is a, a sort of a, a threesome going on between him, a pharmacy, and an actual doctor, where he basically instructs the uh, pharmacy to uh, write up a prescription, and this doctor goes in and signs it. It's just, uh, if you watch the, the report on uh, Nine News on this, this guy is massively unpleasant, bad person. And when he was doorstepped by the, uh, by the news crew, well, it was a really awkward conversation for him because they had they had um, undercover footage of him making claims such as an eighty five percent cure rate for cancer and uh, saying that uh, he gets uh, about ten people uh, per week um, requesting cancer treatment, of which he chooses to treat only one per week. This is his words, not mine. Yeah, because the other nine are undercover journalists <laughs> trying to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's uh, when he's challenged on that, he says, "I don't, I don't treat cancer." You know, he's just a really yeah. unpleasant guy. So we'll be back with Andy and Marsh at the end of the show uh, to talk a little bit about their thoughts on Donald Trump. I hear they're thinking about immigrating just so they can vote Trump. So. They want to immigrate him over there so he could be a hand model. <laughs> for small screen TVs. For tiny, just for, yeah. Just, yeah, just for your phone. Like that. I saw a hilarious uh, video this week where they had Trump steaks and they made a joke of like how to prepare the best Trump steak. And somebody had taken two baby doll arms <laughs> and moved it around. Move they painted around. them orange first, and then they moved it around. That's it amazing. Absolutely hysterical. That's amazing. Yeah. Did, did the doll arms finger his daughter at the same time? or She didn't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were there. He was fisting her. Jesus. 
That guy's a fucking monster. Some mon- he might become the only president that ever fucking made a joke about fucking his own daughter. Well. That's a, what the fuck is wrong with us? I don't know, man. We have nuclear missiles. That's outrageous. And he would be in charge of them? I know, that's the thing. <laughs> like, here's a guy who is making jokes about fucking his own daughter, and he is in charge of fucking underwater boats loaded with Armageddon. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, it's like, like a, yeah they're, like, they're brim full of Armageddon. Right? Yeah. We've got fucking, we have fucking underwater boats full of the end of the world. That's, and he's just like, yeah, I'm in charge of that. This is a man who purposely looks like that. Like, <laughs> he walks around in the world. <laughs> he chose that. <laughs> right? Because yeah. he's got enough money that he because like somebody at some point could be like, wait a minute. Yeah, let me it's straighten like, you out. Right. Yeah. It's like going to buy a suit someplace nice, right? Like you walk in, you're just like, I look like this. Can you make it better? Yeah. Like, and you just hold your arms they, out. And then they look at you and they say no. Right, right. They're no. like, no, sir. And then There's you not out, enough money. You get out enough credit cards and they'll say yes. They might not mean it, yeah. but they'll say yes. <laughs> It's it's my solution to problems. I just hold out my wallet. Is there anything in this that makes this better? Yeah. Is there anything in this wallet that will solve this problem? And very often that answer is no. a resounding no. no. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this is also from Right Wing Watch. This is David Barton. Now, we haven't had David Barton um, as Lie a about things for a cl- while. Yeah. yeah. Because he's always lying about the same shit. Yeah. Right? But this one is particularly bizarre and yeah. new. And weird. And so weird. Yeah. And so we just need to listen to him make shit up. I was a math and science guy, so that was my background. And really, I, just God kind of providentially led me into this thing where that when I looked at the first time in American history that the Supreme Court said you have to have secular education. We will not allow voluntary prayer. We will not allow silent prayer. Wait. No, well, that's not when a thing. When the fuck did they say that? You can silent pray I'm fucking silent. I'm silently How praying. would anyone know? I'm silently praying right now. Right. How would anyone know? I, you won't know. Right? I just told you, but you don't know. I don't even believe you. You can't. I could be lying to you. Uh, we will not allow voluntary Bible reading. Voluntary Bible reading. What do they do? Do they fucking like to have the fucking school hall monitor tackle you and take your Bible away? Right? Like you can read the Bible. You can read any book you want at any time. I remember I walked through... Because I was a, I was a shithead kid. I walked through high school reading the Anarchist Cookbook, reading it like openly because I thought it was cool. Yeah, you know, I I got it from the fucking library. As a matter of fact, they ordered it for me. They were like, "You really want this?" I'm like, "Yep." And they ordered it for me, and they checked it out for me. And I walked around thinking I was some subversive little shithead. Walked around showing everybody I had the book on how to make a homemade bomb. And I walked around, and you know what anyone did? Nothing ever. Nobody ever said, you can read the Bible all you want. You can read whatever book. People are just amazed you're reading. Yeah, the fucking thing is, is like, fucking, you can open the Bible. And there was a ton of kids in my school that used to read the Bible all the time. When I went, I was, yeah, I, had a, I went to I a big school. 
I went to a big school and there was enough religious people around where reading the Bible was not weird. It was like there was people in class, not in class, but like in lunch and shit, they would just fucking... They were the ones that sat by themselves, but they'd sure, read the Bible, right? you know. Yeah. And oh, there's no fun, Jimmy. Exactly. Okay, great. You have to have secular education. At that point, for the first time in our history, academic achievement scores plummeted, and they plummeted several decades in a row, and they had been flat and stable for years. And yeah, sure, that's yeah. the fucking. That's why. That's why. Yeah, that's why. And first of all, I don't know that that claim is true. That's probably not right? true. Right? Yeah. I didn't vet that claim. I don't think that that claim is true. But I don't know. I don't know either way. I have no idea. But David Barton is so – he's such a fucking liar. Like well, this guy he, just – he's a history of just making shit up. Well, he, he uses rhetoric to try to pin shit together that just doesn't even belong right. either. He'll say, here's a thing that happened. Well, here's the thing that does that sure. cause that – and you're right. like, wait, what? Like, fucking, and that's when the Challenger blew up. Yeah, and you're like, well, and, fucking whatever, and man. And look, there was one chicken that laid an egg and it stood straight up. And you're like, okay. Great. Whatever. Awesome. What's striking is, all right, if you know anything about social scientists, you know that that things like that don't prove anything unless you can show double causation. Yeah. I don't see anything on the internet that says double causation. What would it even mean? Let's see what it may, let's see what it means, Tom. We can say that, that smoking tobacco causes cancer, but you have to prove on the other side that no, not smoking it clears it up. Wait, not what? smoking clears up cancer. Not smoking clears up cancer. Yeah. I ha so wait a minute. I so have if I cancer. have, if I have. So then you would just always be smoking so then you could stop and be cancer free. That doesn't like uh, so so how would that so I have cancer and then I have to say no cancer, I don't smoke and the cancer's like fuck, I got to go. No, what you need to do is smoke all the time and then when you get the cancers you stop and then you lose the cancer. Cuz it clears insane. up. That doesn't That's make any insane. sense. And so they've done that. Well, what we did in double correlation was say, okay. Wait, double correlation? Hold on a Please minute. Please hold. Hold what on is a double minute. correlation? Double correlation and double causation, they seem different. I don't feel like he's good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I Mm. Okay, that's fair. If taking God out of schools causes academics to fall, then what happens when you put God back in schools? Well, nobody agrees that it may causes fucking shit to fall anyway. No. Proposition like, one, uh, no. don't believe it. Anyway, right. number two. And so when you look at the 12% of the nation's population that attends a God type of school, a Christian school or homeschool or whatever, their academic achievement scores are the same as what they were prior to the plummet in the secular education. So religious education is averaging two to four grade levels higher of academic scores. No, it is not. Go fuck yourself. It is not averaging two to four grade levels higher. You're telling me there's some fucking fourth graders walking around like, yeah, I pretty much go to the Catholic school, so I'm like at an eighth grade education. Yeah. Oh, that would be I'm, awesome. I'm ready to attend high school. They also call me Doogie Hauser. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I have my doctorate, and I'm seven. Fuck you. Yeah. Two to four grade levels higher. I'll say this, though. There's a huge disparity in public schools between grade well, like if you took like the best, let's say you took the best school in Chicago. I don't know what the best school is, but let's say the best school, not a charter school, a public school, the best school in Chicago. Yep. And then you took them and put them against the worst school yep. in Chicago. Yeah, they're not, they're, they're it's going to have a huge <laughs> disparity. It's right. a huge disparity. Right. Same thing goes for private education. Yep. Take the best pub private school against the worst private school. You're going to have a huge disparity in the educational levels. In people in the same grade, you'll have a huge disparity. And it, it's it's meaningless to say. It's meaningless to say these things. These things don't do anything. It's like because I still don't know that it's the religious education. It's the religious portion of that education, right? Because just like you were talking about, there's massive disparities in public education within a region. Well, there's also a huge numbers of reasons why people might select a private sure, school that happens sure. to be religious, you know, that 
So like the, I mean, I have, I have friends that live in the city and they're like, they're, they don't have good educational options other than the local Catholic school. Well, they're the not same, Catholic, yeah. yep, right? Yep. But they might send their kid to the Catholic school because it happens to be a better educational system yeah. than this shitty public school yeah. where they happen to live. It has nothing to do with the fucking God-talking bullshit. Yeah, no, they don't give a shit. I, right. have a, I have a friend who does the same thing. He sends his kid to Catholic school, and he's not Catholic. But you know what? It just so happens that that's a better choice for him right. because some of the public schools by him are not good, and the where he would go would not be where he wanted his, he wants his child to go. So right. that's just how it works. So either that or move. And the fucking thing is, is like a, a private education sometimes can be much better because of the uh, the overhead costs and things like that that run a large you know because they wind up running these large public schools and there's lots of kids in classes you could wind up having a smaller classes for kids more individual attention there's all these extra things that could come from private education that you can't get from public education it's what the you way would, it works yeah, what you would need is the same school same teachers everything's the same you gotta it's variable elimination yeah. right and they're not doing it. Yeah. He's just saying, oh, well, if you take God out, that's the one thing. Well, fucking, that's not a thing, dude. And how do you explain that? Well, it, it, there appears to be a God factor in this thing. And we were able to document actually 47 categories of government-kept statistics uh, that plummeted at that point in time when we told God to take a hike. Uh, apparently, he did. What's playing in the background? I don't know. It's like his fucking... His, uh, it's no like, a, like a little kid? His Nokia ringers going off. Right? And it hasn't worked out too well for us since then. But when God is re introduced back into policy, for example, in Las Vegas, churches there work with the police department to teach morals in the city. Uh, the violent crime rate has gone down 75% in Las Vegas by the reintroduction of biblical teachings back in the city through the police department, the churches. That's because nothing's illegal it's, in Las it's Vegas. Also it's also just not, not true, true yeah, right? It's also, it's also just, hey, it turns out it's just not true because they, they wound up to, uh, the, like the right wing watch looked at this and said, as usual, uh, it's uh, almost impossible to determine where Barton is getting his information because, again, he doesn't source anything. And it says, our best guess, he's referring to a recent documentary called Vegas Vikings about a community outreach effort that claims to have reduced the crime rate by 75% in one Las Vegas neighborhood. Oh, that's not the same thing as all of Las right. Vegas? Well, that's the thing. Oh, it's is this amazing. Guy, this guy doesn't, he doesn't cite any sources, and then he expands the fucking studies and things past right. where they belong, and he doesn't have any limits on what he has to say. Look at him in that monumental movie. This guy just, all he does is just talk bullshit, yeah. but he says it so fucking convincingly, people believe him. Yeah. Well, he's a, just a massive liar. You see this on the right, David Barton. Thomas Jefferson would have agreed with me on everything. great. <laughs> he also likes goat cheese and raspberry jam. <laughs> like, okay. How do you like that? My own mother falling for that stuff. Well, you don't know, Larry. Maybe Dr. Kahuha can help her. Doctor? That guy's no doctor. He's a quack. Yeah, I think this one's probably going to be sad. We may not even use it because it's going to be sad, bro. <laughs> this story is so sad. This story comes to the raw story. Uh, dying mom begged for doctor after home birth. But hospital hating midwife gave her herbs instead. Uh, this uh, this again, oh, though, raw, raw story, story loves to fucking hospital they, hating. They love to embellish on titles. It's not as bad as they said, but it is bad. It's bad. It's it, bad in the like, fact that the woman yeah, died. Yeah. yeah, but they they do, man. They're like Daily Mail bad as yeah. far as like uh, using their fucking headlines to incite. It's yeah, just being insightful. It's assholes. clickbait, though. You it's know, totally so. Clickbait. Um, nonetheless, the, the, the facts seem pretty awful. So this this woman was uh, gave birth at home um, in a birthing pool, um, and she started to fucking hemorrhage out. And the fucking midwife was like, hey, man, what about some fucking herbs and spices? And gave her that. And she's like, how about a doctor? I'm not a soup. Right? So. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, long story 
Well, a short story, actually. A short story, not even long. Even shorter. Yeah. You know, the poor woman fucking died. Uh, the newborn suffered uh, severe brain damage um, because it turns out blood is super useful. Oh, yeah. For all of your functioning turns parts. Out it runs the whole thing. That's a good thing. You know, I, I got to tell a personal story here. So when, when, when my ex-wife was pregnant with our first child, um, we were going to go the home birth route. Um, and I was just trying to be like the supportive, supportive husband, guy. Sure, right? yeah. you know. I didn't really buy it, but I went to a few lectures um, and they're like, you know, they had this whole home birth advantage thing that they would talk about and we were going to do it. I and the kid like, comes out playing Mozart. Right? That's how it works. You know, the, you, right. have, a, you yeah. have a kid in a fucking kiddie pool and he comes out and he's just like conducting an orchestra. He's like, hello, good sir. Are you my father? <laughs> right, right. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, he's got a crazy accent. So I was like, all right, you know, if that's the way you want to do this thing, fucking hippie crunchy granola, let's fucking do it. You know, like fucking... If we're in, we're fucking. The thing all is, in, you don't right? know anything. As a, I mean, as a right. new parent, new parents don't know a lot. Oh, you don't know fucking anything, yeah, right? So, yeah. And like, my wife was also ex-wife was also super fucking sick, right? So, I was agreeing to everything at that point in our. Like, I was like, you can fucking have everything you want because you are incredibly ill, and anything you want, I'm just gonna give you. So she was super sick, and we were gonna do the home birth route. And they came and they brought the pool, and I remember we we put the fucking pool up and we filled the fucking pool with water to make sure it worked. Like we were. We were fucking in do they, on this Do they thing. warm the water? You have to use your own hot water from your hot water heater. Oh, okay. So right. you got to actually fill it and then wait and then fill it again because your water heater is going to... It's like a 60-gallon pool or something. Jesus Christ. And you have to be sure that your... Uh, like the floor you're going to put on can handle the weight because it's a lot of weight, you know? I mean, yeah. eight, eight, eight pounds per gallon times 60 is 500 pounds. It's like half of me, you know? Wow. like yeah. It's a lot well, of weight. We we spent a lot of time reinforcing your floorboards, so you would be yeah, fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, we... Thankfully, we reinforced that with concrete. Now, now, you couldn't be in the same room as the pool, but other than that, yeah. But it's I'm not, not supportive. Yeah, I wasn't going to be there anyway. Sure, I, I was just going to yeah. like yell encouraging things yeah. from across the house. Like, yeah, way to go! <laughs> you know, try harder. Push. Good job. <laughs> 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 oh no! But you know, I, I guess, I guess, again, long story short, if we've had we had two children, it would have been tragic both times. Like yeah. the, both of those, and we'd ended up birthing in a hospital. Both of those events would have ended in the death of either a kid or a mom. Sure. Both times. Yeah. This home birth shit, this birth thing. Birth is not a, like, it's not a risk-free venture. Nope. It's not nope. like, oh, well, everybody should just do the crunchy granola route and everything should go yep. fine. Yeah, but you know what? If it doesn't, if it doesn't. Well, the thing about birth is, with the crunchy people, is they seem to think, well, evolution figured it out, so you should be able to do it. No problem. Should be able to shoot a, shit a kid right out of you. No That's problem. That's exactly what they but say. But it's not true. And the reason why it's not true is because in order to, for us to be bipedal, in order for us to stand upright, the hips have to be changed a little yep. so that it's harder for the baby to come out. Also, the baby, the baby's head is fucking big. Because of our evolution, the baby's head is big. Now, evolution doesn't fucking correct these problems. Evolution just powers through that shit. Right. Evolution is like, well, some are going to die, and it but turns more will out, live. Yeah, and it turns out, even with fucking having really difficult childbirth, which we've had for all of the times, we still have 7 billion people. Right. Even for all the difficulties that we've created, we still have 7 billion fucking people, and that number drops. The mortality rate drops all the time, Right. Because there's new things that come up and ways in which you can make sure that birth happens. So the fucking idea that it's like, oh, well, it should be fucking perfect because our body should know how to do it. Ah, not so much, it turns out. Yeah, the really way we evolved actually can make it so it's fucking a difficult process. You want to see proof of that? Go to an old cemetery. 
You know, oh, like, yeah. I was just in, a, in the cemetery in New Orleans not that long ago. And we were wandering around the cemetery in New Orleans looking at the, at the dates. And it's like, it's fucking kids don't, like, it's maternal and fetal death is like a thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a real thing. It's like sure. fucking, you had a hundred kids and they fucking lasted an hour, right? Yeah. Like, because, uh, like, if you want, if you don't care about maternal demise and uh, infant demise, then sure, fucking give birth in a fucking field, right? Yeah. Because if there's a fucking enough of you, enough, enough are going to squeak through the funnel, right? But it's a funnel. Yeah. It's a fucking funnel. Yeah. But these home birth people, they go out, like, they sell that shit. They like, sell it as, like, this is preferable it, right. to having a doctor here. This is preferable to having a full medical staff right. here. This is preferable to having blood on hand that we can put inside yep. you if you start to fucking die. These people are selling you a lie, man. Yep. They're selling you a fabricated fucking fairy tale existence of how it's going to be like pushing fucking glitter out of your vagina exactly when it's fucking gonna hurt and you're going to be fucked up and you want somebody there that's going to be able to help you do you want all the machines yeah when when necessary you want fucking machines that have machines your machines should be powered by machines yeah. that are powered by stronger yeah. machines that's how many machines and i'm sure that there's many people out there that could have a home birth and not have issues etc sure. that can happen right so don't send us me message and be like well i pushed a kid out of my vagina at home and blah 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 that's okay it's okay to do yeah, many times that will work fine but if it wasn't going to work fine you want to be in the place where fucking where emergency fucking help fine, is available. Fine is it's it's better. It's right. just better just to be near a fucking actual doctor. Right. Well, so this poor person, this thirty-six-year-old woman, she had a postpartum hemorrhage. Um, it's that her death from this postpartum hemorrhage was uh, preventable, um, and that the midwife's bias against hospital birthing played a role in her demise. Yeah, she delayed calling right because she thought she could cure it. That's the other thing too is I think that a lot of these people that are birth professionals start to and they call themselves that right that's right. that's their that's moniker the that yeah. they call they start to think that they are actual doctors right that they are actual medicine practitioners no you know how one thing works maybe not even well yep. because the licensing procedures for some of this shit is pretty fucking shady and pretty weak so the fact is is you may think you know this shit inside or out but when it comes down to it, real complications happen. And to have a trained professional there is fucking superior to not having a trained know, professional. Right. right. And, and that's the, I mean, that, the, it's the same thing with chiropractors. It's the same thing with that alt-med crowd. They think they're qualified. You fucking stayed in a Holiday Inn Express last I night, know, man. Right? You're not fucking qualified. <laughs> You know, it's and it's so funny that people are willing to and and I count myself among them, you know, like I, I was willing to make this risk with the most important people in your life. Yeah. You know, like you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have this human being and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice and hope that it works. It's you're sold a bill of goods when you do this stuff. Yeah. I think this is the closest that uh, now, now that I admit this, this was very much the closest to saying yes to some really dangerous. Woo yeah. Yeah. That I have ever Come and the only reason that we ended up not going through with this was because there were so many complications sure. that at some point the medical team was just like stop, just you way know, just too stop. sick. You yeah. just way too sick, right. which is a, you know a, we we don't believe in blessings, but it, right. it's, it's it's a luck. It was good luck. It was that, that just so happens yeah. that she was sick enough where you couldn't actually have the baby there, and they had to do the things that they needed to do to to pull that sucker out of right. there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
So, uh, so we're back with uh, Andy and Marsh from MSS. Guys, uh, you... It's almost uh, like we never went anywhere. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. The yeah. magic of I mean, editing. The amount slip. of shit we've had to sit through, though. I mean, I don't. the last 20 yeah. minutes, I think, uh, listeners, I, I don't think we'll have got all the way through it. That last story, <laughs> Tom wasn't funny. Yeah, Cecil it'll be wasn't like paying be reasonable skeptical. Nobody will, everybody will turn it off. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody's going to turn it off before it's over. If you so make, if you're if used make, to that, Marsh. So. If he makes that um, tight as a drum comment anymore. I'm just glad she doesn't turn over before it's over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. So, guys... I, I know that you guys, I mean, we're, we're inundated in the American politics over here. They're all, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's all that anybody's talking about on the news over here. I'm not sure how deeply uh, it, it, it tra- I don't know how far it travels, that sort of thing. But we just wanted to get your thoughts on Donald Trump because he's a, he's a popular enough guy where we think you, you would have known him before he might have ran. And now he's gaining a lot of momentum uh, in the Republican primary, and he could be the—I mean, he is the front runner now. He could win uh, based on delegates. It depends on sort of what, where the last states fall. But at this point, he could win uh, outright, or you know, it might have to go down to a vote at the Republican uh, National Convention. What are you guys' thoughts on Donald Trump? He's quite—he's quite well known here um, because, uh, well, part, part one because he's a buffoon and he looks like one and secondly because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he uh, he bought a golfing estate in Scotland and the, oh the god he did city. of course yeah yeah wasn't he pissy he's, about like wind farms near his golfing estate oh he's pissy right? about he's pissy about everything guy's an absolute arsehole absolute 100 <laughs> i mean he was an international joke arsehole. before he started running for president he's not like george bush <laughs> where at least before he had a name and uh, you didn't no one else knew anything about him but with george, here he's a, a buffoon before he starts running is this the actual definition of the American dream where you can borrow a million dollars off your dad, inherit the, re- <laughs> inherit the rest of his money, make no net gain in that investment over time? That's a net loss, a lot less yeah, than if and, you just stuck it in savings. And, and then spend a shitload of it buying the presidency and then fuck up the country. Is that how it works? Is that the American dream? Is that accurate? Well, he hasn't done the last two yet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys genuinely worried he might be president? Because I, from, from, from a cursory kind of view from, a, from this side of the pond, I mean, I try and kind of keep abreast of things, and I watch The Daily Show, stuff like that. Um, surely he's not going to be even close to president because he's pissed off half the Republican Party and the entire Demo- like Democrats. Tom shakes his head. I'm not so sure, actually. So, And I have a different opinion than Tom. So, Tom, you go ahead first. Uh, I don't think he can win the general. I think he might win the the Republican primary, but Republicans aren't 100% behind him. Um, And the last two elections have been won primarily by women and minorities, specifically the Latino vote. Um, he does not pull well with Latinos because he is a super racist. I mean, he's trying to give and, them a job, a, a massive yeah, construction right? uh, yeah. job. <laughs> but, <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> so, I mean, elections here are not won by either party's base, right? Either party's base does not win the general election. All your base does is get you through the primary. Um, in order to win a general election, you have to capture the swing vote and you have to capture minorities and women. Those are the those are the demographics that over the last two election cycles have won the elections. I mean, you don't have um, to literally he, capture minorities, do you? Because I've been right. watching, I've been watching <laughs> what the police have been doing for the last couple of years. To, putting a wall around them, something like that. <laughs> his his favorability ratings are incredibly low in the general population. Women do not like him, um, by and large. The Latinos do not like him, by and large. So I don't think he can win the general. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got the numbers to win the general. I do think he'll win the Republican primary, though. I don't understand what the, what's, the, what's the difference. Just briefly, what's the difference between the general and the primary? 
oh, the primary is let's figure out who's going to really run. Oh, and then that's, the general is when like, you run for president. It's a boxing match for yeah. the two parties. Yeah, so yeah. The, the two parties put their uh, weakest candidates out front, and then they all box each other for a little while until some shithead emerges as the <laughs> victor. And then yeah. they're... As has happened in this case. Or has happened. Yeah. yeah. I think... I, I actually think there is a danger of Trump becoming president. Um, and I think that there's a lot of factors that play into this. The first one, of course, is that uh, Trump, I think, will say anything to get elected. And so... Whereas he might not play right now well with the with the middle of the of the of America, because like Tom said, the bases don't matter. It's the swing voters that matter. Mm. Yeah. I personally think that he will say anything to convince the swing voters. Yes. And I think that he can be convincing enough for people to believe it. Right. And so there's a possibility that he could possibly come even farther to the center than any of the two left parties. We have uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders right now in a race. And it depends on who wins that. Uh, they they might be able to come even far f more far center, and I think the far center votes are the ones that carry the people. They're the ones that carry it to the final election. That's why I think Obama won, and uh, and I think that that's why a lot of a lot of these people win is because they're able to become more centrist. And I think mm -hmm. that that's the major major problem is that there is. I really do think there is. I think the tough part is gonna it's gonna be a lot tougher. I think for him to get the Republican nomination than a lot of people think because I think that they're gonna that. Cruz is winning enough so that he's not going to get it outright, and then they're going to have a vote. And if they have the might vote, happen. they might not vote him in. And then, and then they might have a third-party candidate, him run as a third-party candidate, oh, that and would then be amazing. would be so happy. That would be oh, amazing. Be so happy. clapping his hands like a third-party. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking <laughs> amazing, dude. So, oh. so they go, they, these are called the caucuses, aren't they, that they're all going around at the moment? Some of them are, yeah. yeah. They call them primaries or caucuses. It depend, okay. depends on how they run it, actually. So, so, yeah, they, caucus, so is a caucus is like, we all got together and chatted and then some of us stood on one side of the room and those of them weird it's really a strange but the whole weird. process might get to its final point and uh trump has won the popular vote but he still might not become the representative yeah because you need a certain number of delegates to to clinch it and then people can change their mind yeah and there's delegates and super delegates the whole primary well, yeah but thing only, on the, only on the, the democratic side it's a weird fucking oh, system yeah, it's the whole weird thing is so and archaic weird. i think we got it from england actually. yeah <laughs> yeah you got it from england and you fucked it up just like the language <laughs> hey no argument here Andy. Right? Yeah. that's right cecil do you guys have like has there been any fucking popular like tv schmuck that has run for office over there that is even close to this sort of level not to that no. level. Um, I guess no. Robert Kilroy Silk used to be the head of UKIP. Um, yeah. Was that right? Yeah, he was, right, Andy? Yeah, he was a minor celebrity, though, really. He was a very minor celebrity in charge Nothing of a like very minor racist Trump. party. Um, yeah. So like, <laughs> the, the most racist party in, in our, our country at the moment is uh, the UK Independence Party. Here, a single-issue party. Just get us out of Europe. Everything is, is, uh, that's wrong in our country is due to Europe and migrants. And, and the, the, head of the uh, head of UKIP was going to a, a speech in, I think it was Cardiff, and he was late there because of traffic that's on right. the motorway, which he blamed on Romanian migrants. <laughs> but the two, the, the, I, I, it took me too long to get to Cardiff because the motorway was full. Send them all full back home was essentially yeah. his life. Oh he's probably the only one who would come close to Trump in that respect I and mean, close to Trump in terms of having a level of that kind of I'd imagine a Trump supporter would probably be a Nigel Farage supporter um, we have but, we have our fair share of crazy parties, including those who think they are legitimate like you kept that Marsh was just mentioning but we used to have something called the monster raving loony party. Uh, Wait, what? The, is that still a thing, Marsh, do you think? I have no idea. I'm not sure if this was ever a thing in kind of my awareness. I mean, I, I've heard of it, obviously, but I don't think it's ever been a thing like when I could vote. 
So yeah, this is so the, mon- the monster rays, it, it was like um, a sarcastic, um, uh, ju- just a joke at the establishment, really. But they'd put these candidates up in various towns who would invariably lose their deposit. We're back to Monk Oil again there. Uh, who would invariably, uh, <laughs> inv- nice. invariably lose their deposit. But, uh, yeah, under the auspices of the uh, monster-raving loony party. And they were dressing crazy clothes. And so you'd have this amazing scene where the vote was being counted. And there'd be a bloke there with a clown suit on and a top hat, you know. What the fucking yeah. what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'd have like yeah. two, two or three very, very somber, serious-looking politicians, i.e. white men in their sort of uh, 40s yes. and 50s in a suit. <laughs> uh, and then stood next to them would be a guy dressed as a clown. Uh, That's sort amazing. Of honking a horn That's and That's kind around. of amazing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Here, we wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is it for the tea party? We're not yeah. sure. It's like... <laughs> It's difficult. But I mean, it's hard because, you know, Trump, uh, you know, he's uh, making comments about how he hasn't got a small dick and how his hands are perfectly normal sized and they're having to sort of like throw these personal insults around. And we could look at that and think it's it's terrible and ridiculous and how uh, pathetic. But then again, it emerged not that long ago that our prime minister stuck his cock into a pig's head when he was at That's university. True. And, yeah. uh, what the fucking what? Yeah. Wait, 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 Tom, you've never done that? <laughs> well, no, I just, I didn't know. I, I, I'm just glad to find out I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pig, far from pig certain. Pig euphemism. Wait, he fucked a pig's head? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's far from certain that it happened in the sense that were, the allegation was made in a biography written by someone who had a, an axe to grind against him. But at the same time, oh, while right. it's far from certain, it's not that far from certain. It's, no. it's, pl- it's plausible enough for uh, an initiation the- ceremony at uh, one of these public schools. Was the pig head attached to a living pig? No, no, it was attached to a bear. I mean, I don't know how they managed that, actually. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. That's kind no, of, it, that's it, exciting, it, actually. It, it I want to look for that on Pornhub right now. <laughs> sounds really great. It's like a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, gentlemen, uh, if people were going to find your shows, where would they look? <laughs> for Andy, the past. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, guys, let's get our dial up on. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, you can find my podcast, my cobweb-ridden podcast, <laughs> at uh, just Google "incredulous" with a K, and you'll find it. Uh, Marsh and I also uh, organise uh, with some other colleagues the uh, QED event, which is happening in October this year. Yeah, we're going to be giving out coffee for that, I think. You yeah. have to set up as coffee boys, I think. Yeah, there's a rumor you guys are coming. Yeah. We're, it's yeah. more than a rumor. I think we're, we're, so we're definitely, we're definitely going to be we're, there. We're committing so to it at this point. In our there, most see? recent board meeting, we decided to uh, change the date but not let you know. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, well, you can, you can check out my, my shows and things. You've got to go to uh, skepticsorguk uh, uh, forward slash podcasts, I think is where it is. I just totally forgot the URL. That's been the hub of all of my work for the last seven years of my life. <laughs> totally forgot the URL. This is, uh, this is terrible. But yeah, if you look up uh, Be Reasonable on iTunes or look up Skeptics with a K on iTunes, or if you go to goodthinkingsociety.org, that's the, the charity that I work for that's doing various bits and bobs of uh, work and getting some real kind of traction on some of these, uh, these issues at the moment. So that's that's me, really. You know, I do want to point out that if you Google "be reasonably skeptical," your show pops up. <laughs> does it really? Oh, Brilliant! It does. It is the first thing that pops up. It's the second thing and the third thing that pops up. That's so interesting. We have effectively rebranded your show. <laughs> that's interesting because if you Google cognitive distance, Gwyneth Paltrow pops up. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Hey, pleasure, welcome. guys. Pleasure. Cheers. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Uh, We 
want to thank Marsh and Andy from uh, Merseyside Skeptics. They are great guys. We are so looking forward to flying over there and uh, hanging out with them. Check out their conference, QED, that's coming up in October. We will be there if you're in uh, that area and want to show up. We are going to be uh, drinking and hanging out. Uh, so if you want to see us there, it's a long ways away at this point. It but sure we will as fuck be, is. We'll be solidifying plans in the next few months. Uh, we just want to thank them for coming on. Check out their podcast. They're they are, those guys really do put out some quality shows, and they're really smart guys. Uh, be uh, be reasonable. Uh, skeptics with a K, incredulous. They're all great shows, um, as infrequent as some of them come out. <laughs> so uh, that's going to wrap it up, and we are going to leave you with Tom's piece of beautiful literature that he created <laughs> for the <this> show. Fuck you. <laughs> Wait, I can't say good or bad. Fuck off. What the fuck? I know disingenuous <laughs> when I hear it. I do now. <laughs> Here's the skeptics' creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>